0: Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and Toby Harris. Toby. Toby. Toby, Toby,
1: Toby. I tell you what, I'm just glad that we're not videoing this one.
2: Yeah, the bags under your eyes may tell a story of a heavy night on duty. Yeah,
1: on duty, yeah.
2: On duty. I'm just oh. tired though, eh, hey, bud? Oh yes, aren't we all tired? But hey, sun's out, guns out, mate. The sun is out. It's but a- it's
1: not actually that warm.
2: I've put the shorts on You have for the first time in quite some time. So the old white bait spotters, if you're from New Zealand, from the West Coast, you'll understand that Chicken legs, you mean nicely. But before we go <laughs> any further And we talk about the plug. Yeah? And we go and say, review us, do all that. Yeah. We're up to 30 reviews, Tobes. Is that it? That's it. But one of them isn't a five-star comment. (laughs) Is it not? No. What is it? He may have pulled out. I'm guessing it's a he. May have pulled out the fact that we don't know our European rugby as as well as we should.
1: Yeah, but... Well... (laughs) He's right, we don't. But we don't class ourselves as a European podcast.
2: Well, he might have said that as well. He might have said that, you know, it's the Super Rugby Podcast. Just stick to Super Rugby Lads. But anyway, he's listened What's to us. What's his name? He's listened to us for two years. So, right, um, okay. So, all I've got to say we is... We can't be t- that bad then.
1: <laughs> oh, well, obviously, we're three
2: stars. Three, three stars. stars. But anyway, if you'd like to support us... He reminds me of that fella <laughs> there. <laughs> well, Owen Farrell... <laughs> Have we ever mentioned he's supposed to be a nice guy? He's supposed to be a really nice guy. But anyway, we've also got to mention that um, it was parapet or pulpit was the question. And the Razzler, the Dazzler has got back to us and has entertained and informed us and said that I was right. It's the pulpit. It's the pulpit, mate. Wow. It's uh, from church uh, origins. The pulpit in the church, which is what I thought. And arrows put your head above the pulpit. Arrows will come and. I
1: thought it was <laughs> the parapet, and I thought parapet was like a hedge.
2: Mate, you you fooled me. You know, because I know I'm often wrong, and and so did the reviewer. See that we're often wrong. So there you go. You know, wow. there's there's obviously truth behind he's it. He's
1: gone and hard this reviewer guy. Yeah, he has gone. I mean, you know, did we get a name?
2: Well, I've got a name, but I'm not going to put it out there because no, I'm not. Don't. I'm not like Owen Farrell. No, you're not that guy. No, I'm not that guy. Uh But if you'd like to support us, then go across and yeah. write us a kind review. But you know what? Any reviews, a good review. Yeah, well, is it? No. no. But, uh, the other thing is, Crazy Kiwi Dave, yep. after listening to the podcast Dave last Sally. week, I don't know whether it is, I'm not sure. Anyway, seen us some pictures of his first car.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, Sorry, not Dave Sally, but the Fantastic.
2: other guy. Fantastic. Can I just say... What kind say, of car was it? Oh, now you've put me on the spot here. Uh, I'm going to look into that. Maybe we can get back to that later okay. when I read up his email, Fine. but... Um, fantastic, thank you very much for that, and it yeah. brought back, and what it was, is it's it quite obvious that my car, my first car, and his first car were related. Were they? Because they were, were they unreliable, <laughs> characterful, and possibly paint jobs were, um, let's say, DIY'd. I like DIY'd. that. diy I love it. A of spray paint. A bit of spray paint, you can't beat it. No. But uh, before we go any further, let's go and cover this week's... Breaking news. Do you like crying?
1: Yeah, I know, but the thing, I should say that, and then you go, breaking news, and then I go, right, my first story. Anyway, maybe that's something we can work on. Maybe someone can leave a comment or a review just to say what we're doing badly, and then we can try and fix them.
2: Oh, just on that note, oh, okay. Lorcan got back to us. Oh, yeah. And he he was obviously a great bloke. He said about, you know, how we, Ireland, you know, beaten and all these things, and I said that I am going to get... He said, I don't want to gloat. I'm not that type of guy. So thank you very much, Lorcan.
1: So he's not like you, because you like to gloat.
2: True. (laughs) Your first story, though, Tomes.
1: (laughs) My first story is about the the Fijian team and the um, Moana Pacifica team...
2: Going into Super Rugby.
1: Going into Super Rugby next year. Now, um, Vern Cotter believes that the competition... Uh, will be very, very good for these two teams. Um, He's also highlighted on the fact that uh, the lack of opportunities to remain at home. So now we've got... Now those those island The the, the island boys that grow up there stay there. So instead of going to Europe, Japan, USA, they're now hopefully going to stay in the islands to play in the Super Rugby competition. But now... Is it actually going to be good for the island teams? You know how they're going into super rugby, yeah? But is it going to be good for them going forward as in, like, the World Cup? Do you Um, think they will get better?
2: People are going to turn around and they're going to say, well, surely they're still going to go for the big money. You'd think so. But these are very family-orientated people. They are, So if they're going to get paid a good amount of money... To play in super rugby, then I think more will stay than leave. And it's only going to be the ones near the end of their career that are going to go off. Yeah. And try and earn that real big payday towards the towards the latter end of their career. So I think it will be fantastic for the island rugby. Because what's going to happen is with that with those players and a much bigger group of players having access to how professional all the other teams are it's going to become they're going to become more professional and the knock on effect to that will be you're going to have top quality players living with young Fijian boys and girls who are then going to really aspire to be more and more and more and they're going to see that pathway going through so it's just going to inspire them more to be fantastic yeah Plus, the more that stay together when they come for the national team, that cohesive nature that sometimes the Fijian or the Samoan teams lack, they'll have that.
1: Well, I was just thinking, you know, the Sun Wolves were in Super Rugby. Yes. And Japan did quite well. Yeah. Now you're looking at you, uh, you could the argue, Jaguars.
2: You could argue that the jaguars, yeah, not the that. That's, this is why, this is this guy, you know, he's pulling us up on this type of stuff. This well, review, do you know what I mean? We've got to second guess ourselves all the time. Mate,
1: though. it's 7.30 in the morning. 8.30. 8.30. And i like Yeah?
2: Um, Haguare is obviously part of that. And they, they haven't done that well internationally in World Cups since they have. But I would argue that a lot of that's down to the fact that...
1: Yeah, but just because Fiji... They're going to join the Super Rugby team. is isn't going to mean that they're going to win the
2: World Cup. No, but I do think that they will potentially consistently knock over everyone else apart from the big boys. So if you go Italy, they're going to beat Italy every time. They're going to smash them. They'll smash Italy off the planet, right? I reckon they'll really test teams like Japan. And then every now and then they're going to beat a Scotland, a Wales, an Ireland... Uh, you know, is there a day going to be when they beat the All Blacks? Maybe, mate. Maybe England. Maybe you know. It, it, it's not to be. You know. You look. Tonga have beaten France in a World Cup. So you know these these boys, these men, when they all fire on the same cylinder and they're all going with one goal, which is World Cups. I, I think they can turn it on. The problem is... They
1: can't do it consistently enough, though. The, They'll do their, it for one or two games, but they won't be able to do it for a whole competition.
2: Well, this is the thing. If they have super rugby... And the, and it's, it's, yeah, but you look at
1: Tonga. They beat France. France still made the World Cup final.
2: Yeah, and almost beat us. But yeah. let's not talk about that. Stephen Donald, you <laughs> legend. Um, yeah. yeah I, no, absolutely. But... Listen, if you got the best FGM players from all around the world and you put them into one team and you gave them a long period of time together. Yeah, but... Wow. But I know what you mean. Yeah. I Absolutely. But this Super Rugby would enable more of them to be cohesive. And that's what they lack at the moment, is that cohesive ability.
1: They're almost like a barbarian team, aren't they? Throwing together at the last minute.
2: Get so paid nothing. A, to, get, to go and play a World Cup. Yeah, and some of them don't come back. Because their clubs won't le- let them. No. So let's hope. My next story is all about the money. It's all about the money. Coren Betty, apparently, at the end of uh, 2021, this year, he's going to go off because they can't keep him in Australia. He can command huge money overseas, and obviously in Australia they can't pay him that. Now, Dave Rennie has sort of resigned himself. They've obviously had conversations with him about you know trying to keep him, but, you know, they just know that they can't. And, and this is a real worry, not just for Australia. It's a real worry for for world rugby because, you know, at what point do one of the best All Blacks just can't say no? At what point does, you know, the English team, you know, someone from the England team, like, like I just can't turn down this French money, yeah, you know, the, the teams that have the current setup, up which is New Zealand, uh, Australia to a certain degree, England, and I'm not sure, um, I can't think of anyone else, but all of those teams, you've got to play in the country to play for the country. Yeah, there's
1: France in there as well. It's easy for French people though, eh? Because they've got a huge money, paid huge league.
2: Money. But all of those, I think they're going to have to rethink because it's, it's knocking on the door and... The days where New Zealand could say you have to play in New Zealand to play for the All Blacks.
1: Well, they're already they're already shifting from that, though, aren't they?
2: Well, they're, they're going to have to. They, they even but even they already more. are kind of because yeah? the boys but, in Japan Bode and and at the moment, yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not sure whether I've mentioned this on the podcast, but I really think New Zealand should have a relook. They should sign players. Everyone should be essentially contracted. They should loan players out overseas. Uh, and the, all of that money goes back into the pot which means they can play all their payers a lot more yeah. so you've got an 18 19 year old guy who's coming out of school who's who's going to be amazing but he's not quite ready for super rugby you know you should have that ability to, to loan him out to Japan you know get that payday for the for the NZRFU uh, and then When he's ready, when you want him ready, pull him back into the fold. Yeah,
1: but the rugby won't be as good as probably what he could get. And I think New Zealand is all about home-grown talent. Yes, and if we send them away, all we're doing is we're doing what.
2: Yeah, England have been doing it for a number of years, where they send their young talent to New Zealand. Yeah, they play a few, you know, years, and then they go back to England and they play for England. Yeah, so, you know, it's no different. In reality, it's just a different structure and it's more of a footballing structure. So you're investing in the players and then you're loaning them out so you don't have to pay their wages so someone else is paying their wages while they develop.
1: But the different thing is with the football in England is that there's so many leagues and yeah, you, know, you if can are in the Premier them out, League, yeah. you can loan them out to still a very good team in a lower league. But yes. Super Rugby, who are you going to loan
2: them out to? Or Japan, the Japanese teams or the European teams or... Even the French lower league teams.
1: Yeah, but is that going to hinder their progress? I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, but I then have. that young player is going to be like, "Well, you're not paying me enough."
2: Yeah, and that—that that is the only issue that you know,
1: because they'll probably get quite a bit of money, but it but, then goes back to the NZRFU.
2: But then that goes back to the player pool, so they know when they come back, they're going to be yeah, getting but paid they, they, significantly they'll be selfish. more. Yeah, you're right. Like, Damn, you're always right. <laughs> Your next story, mate.
1: My next story, Ian McKinley. Do you know who Ian McKinley is? No, I don't. Okay, so Ian McKinley was uh, the Italian rugby player who um, had a horrific eye injury, suffered when he was 21, and his um, retina got detached. Okay. So So who, who, who is he? He, he's uh, an Italian rugby player. He's the guy oh, who wears the goggles. Yeah. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, I do. He had gear yeah. and goggles. Yeah, very, yeah.
2: A very Italian name.
1: <laughs> very. I think he's actually Irish. <laughs> anyway, that got me thinking about other players with disabilities. Yeah, and I I did a little bit of research on here, yeah. and um, Henry Slade. He's a type one diabetic. Didn't know that.
2: No, neither did I. Obviously not type two. Obviously. Isn't isn't type two we just eat a whole load of is, oh I was gonna say shall I say? It? No. Is Perry who <laughs> <two>? died <laughs> hey,
1: we're gonna get another bad review from that bloke now. From old George. Uh John Olomu, I think everyone knew about his um disability with Kidneys. his kidney failure.
2: Oh that was like I can re- I can remember where I was when I found that out. Really? Yeah. Where where were you? I was in my living room in Westport on holiday. <laughs> uh, Westport. Disgusting. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's my disability. Uh, and
1: then um, Lewis Moody, he had a bowel disease. I can't, I can't, I can't pronounce colitis, it. Colitis. Colitis. Colitis.
2: Yeah, right. got that but Are you sure? Anyway,
1: yeah. it's a um, inflammatory of the bowel. Yeah. Uh, and then George Ge- oh, Alice Genge dysplasia. Dyspraxia. Dyspraxia. Do you know what that is? I oh, know it's not dyspraxia. <laughs> so dyspraxia is a um, uh, it, something to do with your muscles and joints. I've got it here. Uh, affects the use of muscles. There you go.
2: Wow, it's interesting, isn't it?
1: So it affects your writing, speech, and other movements involved in learning.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah, there you I go. Wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that. No, so I mean,
1: I'm sure there's many more, but those are, oh, and then we've got Owen No, Burrell. no,
2: we're not going to mention that. We've <laughs> mentioned him far too many times. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is interesting, isn't it? You know, it's it, playing international rugby, pretty tough. So playing it with health conditions must be...
1: But Ian retired when he was 21, when he got the injury, and then he came out of retirement yeah. to keep playing. yeah. That's pretty cool, and I guess Jonah did that too, didn't he? Jonah <laughs> did. He because he stopped playing.
2: Mm, Jonah did play after yeah, yeah. his kidney operation. Yeah, it wasn't. He was a shadow of the
1: yeah <clears throat> what he once was.
2: Yeah, I remember actually. I was listening to a really good interview with um, an Auckland player, and and it, he he played with Jonah on when he came back to the Blues right in his last sort of hurrah and he wasn't playing very well but he said that his just his presence in the dressing room was so powerful yeah to all the lads and although he wasn't healthy and whatever he was still doing all the extra work he was still driven and they said which i didn't kind of know but i didn't really know he was so so generous like Jonah was one of the most generous guys and all these young players they like back in those days they you know were struggling to get boot deals and yeah and Jonah would just like turn up with like loads of Adidas boots and all sorts you know for, right. for the lads and you know he'd even give people his car yeah so like I think Ma Nonu when he first sort of turned up Jonah gave him his car and said oh here's your car to get you around you know, it's just he just was, by all accounts, he was a heck of a guy. Yeah, talking about heck of guys, heck of a guys, Eddie Jones, Steady Eddie, Steady Eddie, Steady Eddie uh, faces brutal, honest analysis. So they're talking yeah. about this clause. This is in
1: what his, I covered last week.
2: Yeah, they're talking about this clause in his contract, and they're saying we're going to review it. Oh, now what is interesting? But like someone
1: else,
2: yeah, maybe, mate. I'm always up for review. Um. <laughs> This links in with my next topic. So should we just do two for the price of one? let do two for the price of one. So they are sort of saying that Steady Eddies had a shocking year. And it's the first time, I think since the 80s, that England have had a losing record. What that means is points for and points against. Their, their points against are in the negatives over this competition. And you've mm. got to think that Italy are in that competition, and they beat them by 40. So for them to lose those 40 points against the home nations in reality when they bet France is absolutely shocking. So they are saying that there is a review. Do we think, and we said this last week, that we don't think that he'll go? But, here's the big but, we also spoke last week about where Scotty Robinson would go. And... There is talk about Scotty Robinson or Warren Gatland looking for houses around the Twickenham area. <laughs> who, now, it's absolute rubbish, right? Sir Clive Woodward, Sir Clive, has yeah, said no. come out and he's said... He's a good guy too, isn't he? He's a great guy. Uh, has come out and said that if Scotty Robinson was asked to do the job, he'd be so pleased. Now... Everything old Clive says, I always think he doesn't want anyone else to win the World Cup. Like, yeah. no, no English team ever to win the World Cup. He wants to be the 1966 England football team. Yeah. So he still gets paid for his <clears throat> views because he's the last England coach to ever win the World Cup, right? I think he wants Steady Eddie gone. He wants another guy to come in, not to have n- enough time to develop his team, not win the World Cup. But I might be wrong. What are your thoughts? He could be very wrong. I don't
1: know. I'm not bothered. I just don't want Scotty to go. They can have Warren Gatlin. I'm not bothered.
2: I think, is that because he's already done Wales, so therefore he's already been sort of, you know, we can Well, he did a very
1: good job with the Chiefs.
2: Yeah. Not. I feel a bit, I, I feel that's harsh though, because you know he actually did do a good job with the chiefs but when a good coach comes into a role things change and arguably they just didn't quite Did
1: they win any games last season? No. Have they won any no, they games? No, sorry, they Have did. They,
2: hang on, they did win games last season. When they played super rugby in the first few rounds they were they were on fire and then there was coronavirus and then they had that break. Okay, sorry. And then when let they came back me from rephrase, the break let me rephrase. they did didn't they win, a win a game? any
1: in super rugby Aotearoa?
2: Well if you phrase your question correctly from last the start, year. then I would have said last no, year. But you didn't. You said no. did they win any have games they won last any year? This year? The is yes. Have
1: they won any this year without Warren Gatlin?
2: They have, yes. yes.
1: Okay. So new coaches come in from last year.
2: Well to he's, this not, year. he's not he's not quite a new coach. He's he was he was in their coaching setup last year.
1: Well, have have they <laughs> won games this year?
2: Yes, they have. Let's okay. move on. You're right again. Right,
1: off to the results.
2: No. Oh. No, we've got one more. One more, which is really worth mentioning here. Lions. Oh right. So it's top. come out uh this week that the lions are gonna go ahead in South Africa. My prediction is there'll be COVID everywhere. Some of the players will get it and games will be cancelled. And it will be a farce. When's it gonna be? It's gonna be June, July, normal time. It's are gonna, they gonna go gonna ahead. Be- Going to go ahead as planned. Audiences? No audiences as, as yet, but I can tell you this now. You're not going to have guys on tour for that length of time staying in bubbles the whole time. The lads will be the lads, as we saw in the Barbarians. They will leave the hotel. They will go and get a sneaky local uh, Wagyu steak, um, and they'll one of them will get covid And then it will all be up the wazoo without a
1: paddle. But then that player will not play rugby again.
2: Mate, the whole team will get it. It'll go through, that South African variant will go through the team like wildfire and it'll be a waste of everyone's time and money.
1: I think you're going to be wrong.
2: I hope I'm going to be wrong.
1: Because all the players and all the staff are going to get the jab and they'll get the second jab.
2: Oh, you might be right here. (laughs) You might be right here, yeah.
1: And I think they'll be okay.
2: You might be right. Oh, damn it. you! What's happening to you? I've uh, had my jab.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, you'll still, you can I just potentially can still Can I give a warning?
2: It. Can I give a public health warning out here? <laughs> now, I had my jab the other day. Not
1: with everyone, though.
2: No. I had my jab the other day, and I thought I'm a fit, young, no, I'm actually not, though. either of those things. But I thought I haven't had corona that I know of. I'm going to be fine with this jab. It's going to go on the arm. I'm not going to feel it. And then I'm going to wake up the next day right as rain.
1: What time did you get
2: it? In the evening. Right. Right. I felt rough. I felt as rough as you looked when you walked through the door this morning. My arm hurts. Does it hurt? It hurt when it went in. I could feel the vaccine going in. (laughs) I'm not joking. And I felt rough. So anyway, if someone had just told me this, I still would have had the jab. Yeah. But I would have gone just thinking, I might not be well. Yeah. So I might not plan to do those jobs. How did you tomorrow? not know that? Well, I just thought, so you know. So many
1: other staff members have had it and felt rough. Yeah, but they're
2: all weak, aren't they? I'm not sure Nathan's weak. <laughs> uh, but my point is this. I'm giving everyone a warning out there. The next day after your jab, and probably for two days after, you're going to feel pretty bad.
1: But it doesn't happen with everyone.
2: But I think you're lucky if it doesn't. Happen. Yes. Yeah. Whereas I thought you were unlucky if you felt rough.
1: Oh right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Well, I've only just signed up to a GP, so I'm hoping I'll still get the vaccine.
2: <laughs> You'll get the vaccine, mate. Results. Results. Yeah. Do, do you want to cover? Would well, do you want to cover the uh, Super Rugby results? Yeah. Yeah.
1: You go for the. Um, you go for the European that we're so poor at.
2: Yeah, so I'm I'm under no pressure now. Leicester Tigers old school performance knocked over the Newcastle Falcons 26-12. Wasps are in that bad habit slump of losing tight games. Lost to the Sale Sharks. Sale Sharks had four yellows and still won. At
1: this, at, all at once? <laughs> no, but
2: oh. consistently through. I think they had two off at two off at one time. Wow. Uh, London Irish. You know, this is the thing. They they are uh, they bet the Bath thirty six thirty three, and I tell you what, this is where English rugby. They've got some talent. Ben Loder on the wing, mate. Never seen this kid before, right? Obviously, I don't know European rugby that much. <clears throat> no need to Um, Ben Loder, fourteen, absolute class. If I was Eddie Jones, I'd have this kid in my squad like that. Steady Eddie. Uh, Bath, two players with red cards. Uh, both, you know. Were they both red? Well, they're both reds well, in today's society. Right. So there you go. Um, Worcester Warriors are absolutely terrible.
1: I scored two tries, though.
2: 14 points to 62 to Northampton Saints. Were Northampton Saints good or were Worcester Warriors shocking I'm going to say that you know Northampton Saints were good but uh, definitely Worcester Warriors were shocking. Uh, Bristol just overcome Harlequins what a game that was two late tries plus a kick to win great game how did they lose for Harlequins and you know that's definitely worth the highlights package mate definitely go and watch that one on the highlights and then Gloucester a absolutely fantastic win over the Exeter Chiefs. Exeter did make 11 changes to their side and with 6 minutes to go they're still in the game I think that's almost a win for Chiefs because moving forward they've just blood through a number of really really top players Yeah, uh, Bristol, Exeter, Sale, Harlequins make the top 4 and Northampton Saints are sc- close behind them with London Irish I also think Leicester slowly but surely getting back to the old school Leicester Right, France versus Scotland. What a game that was. France losing 23 points to 27, which means that Wales win the Six Nations Happy Days.
1: I think they were always going to win it, though, weren't they? France had to win by quite a big margin. They
2: did. But I did put Wales in fifth position. Did you? Before the start of the tournament. Uh, And I did put England at the top. Well, they've just swapped. They've done a slopperoonie, and actually everyone else probably would have been about what we thought. Mm. So there you go. But off to the Super Rugby. Interesting.
1: Yes, Super Rugby. So Waratahs versus the Reds. Reds had a huge win there, 46-14. Chiefs just uh, beat the Blues, 15-12. That was, was an interesting game, wasn't it?
2: It was an interesting game. Yeah, we're we, going to get into a little bit of that. Caught your eye, aren't we?
1: Um, Blues versus oh, the Blues, the Brumbies versus the Force, forty-two fourteen. It's a big win for them. And then the Hurricanes uh, thirty and the Highlanders nineteen. Do you
2: know? Actually, you got that wrong. Right? Well, it was the Highlanders nineteen and Geordie Barrett thirty.
1: Yeah, he scored all all thirty. New didn't record. He? Yeah. I love when they bring
2: out. Oh, it's a new record for Super Rugby Aotearoa. I'm like, it's only been going two years. They're going to have a record every week.
1: Waratah's lost again, though, by a big margin.
2: Well, you know when they said, oh, um, we're in the embarrassing loss. They haven't haven't not had. No. Every game's been embarrassing. You told me that
1: they were going to start winning.
2: No, I I never said they were going to start winning. I said when it comes to the Super Rugby... um, Tran Tasman competition, they're not going to be doing as badly as they are now. In saying that, after watching the game on the weekend, they've actually got worse, mate. So let's go and look at oh, so who's winning what? We've got Reds winning uh, over the Brumbies at the moment, and the Rebels are taking third spot, and that's pretty predictable, I guess. Yeah, Crusaders top, Blues second, but look at that. Any of those teams now, they're all fighting. For really Unless Crusaders fall off the Can't you know, see that happening the, the, though the Can top. you? Everyone's fighting for second place Yeah there. So what caught your eye Over the weekend Topes?
1: Um, well I didn't watch Any of <laughs> So I'm going to go straight To the France game Yeah France should have won They should have won the game They had their chances Yes Should have kicked the ball out When they had the chance
2: What was he doing? Bruce, we're talking about Bruce Dulan. Yeah. Do you know there used to be a movie star? Bruce Dulan
1: Didn't know that. Yeah. Not that interested. No, he's not. Also, guy. Finn Russell, it wasn't a red card. And he's got a three-week ban. He's got a three-week ban. He's got a three-week ban.
2: Yeah, I did have a real issue with that red card. Like, a lot of the red cards that are coming out now, I kind of accept. But that one, he blatantly was going to fend. He blatantly had his palm open. But he just he just couldn't get his arm straight no, enough quickly. And, quick and enough. I think his, his if you look, his, his palm of his hand hits the body first.
1: But which it's, hits his it's, shoulder. It's forearm at the same time, but you know
2: But I don't think it is forearm at the same time. I think it's hand just first and then almost simultaneously the forearm is his his hands buckled his hands buckled Yeah, the
1: tacklers buckled his arm
2: yeah and the tackler is tackling high yeah so you know if you listen if you're going to go high you know it's going to happen it's going to happen yeah i just think that the real shame of it is is that it's to the letter of the law we've spoken about this a lot over the weeks to the letter of the law okay it's it's correct but I just think his hand... I mean, I, I'd get it if his elbow hit first. Yeah. But in my opinion, his hand touches either at the same time or just before his his forearm. Mm. And blatantly, he wasn't leading with the forearm. No, it and I wasn't think, malicious. No. And I do have... You know, people do say that it's not malicious, so it shouldn't be, but it's not about that. You know, if he was leading with the no, forearm... No, but I think
1: if he was leading with the forearm... Happy uh, days. Then it was... Red card. Yeah, definitely. But he's... The mitigating circumstances is that he's actually tried to, to hand fend. to hand off with his. So hand. is it is
2: it going to be now that if you hand off with your hand, the head is that going to be a red card?
1: Well, there was one in the um, was it the Blues game or might have even been the yeah the, I think it was a Chiefs player made a good breakthrough, fended off, or titty Black in the yeah. face. And it looked like he sort of almost got him around the eyes. Yeah. Nothing was done.
2: And n- neither should it. No, exactly. Neither should it. That's I mean, a, it w- that's he wasn't really going
1: for the eyes, but it was a hand off to, the, to face. the face.
2: Well, I, you know, I could, I could see that in the future being a red card, and that's going to be a real shame, because we all know that, that good hand off to the face a is A good hand off to the face is brilliant. And actually... The force of a handoff to the face—I've never ever suffered any form of concussion that I am no. aware of. Now that is a big one, but uh, from a handoff to the face—I mean, don't get me wrong if they lead with the with the fist, but with the face with the open palm, yeah—you don't have any power there. No, um, it might look like you have power, but actually, it's the force. You know, they might extend it's more it the, through, the, yeah,
1: the bounce off that you get.
2: Yeah, so I just, yeah. France oh, should have You're at, right. Bruce Doolan should have won. Yeah. But you've got to give credit to Scotland. The no, they beat France. They the beat England. They arguably, I think, could have won the Six Nations. Yeah. But are they like Fiji where they can do it twice but not consistently mm. might be might be more of the issue. I want to cover the um, first up is the Australian conference, mate. Brumbies versus Force. Good to see the Brumbies not just rolling, mauling overall the whole time. I actually saw their back line working nicely. The Force stopped that rolling, maul, which I thought was excellent. And the Brumbies went wide, which was great to see. 42-14 doesn't really paint a picture of that it was a close-ish match, I think. The other one was the Waratahs. There was more holes in their defence than a fishing net, mate. I have never seen I said this a few weeks ago, I've never seen a defensive line as poor as yeah. the Waratahs. I'm actually now saying, after watching the game on the weekend, again, they've 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 the team is not in unison. Now there is a there is a basic rule of understanding this, right. And you're in a defensive line, you should not fold in behind your defensive line. Well no, you just trust your
1: players, don't you? You just trust
2: I've I've never seen growing men fold in behind defensive lines so much. That
1: just creates so much more space elsewhere.
2: Um, if you f- if you go and watch this game and freeze frame any try that the Reds score, the defensive line of the Waratahs is unrecognisable. It's like someone's grabbed a whole bunch of skittles throwing them down on a rugby pitch and and that's where they all just lie. I mean it's I've it's you cannot put it any other way than there is something seriously wrong not with the players but with the environment because yeah. the players are not buying into that environment. They have down tools. It was awful to watch. The war, I mean the Razzler the Dazzler hates the Waratahs. But I'm sure even the Razzler Dazzler must be there, going. This is not good. No, for for world rugby, let alone Aussie Australian rugby. rugby yeah. The Reds, on the other hand, you know I like the Reds. We like the Reds, don't we? We've said that they could have won the last few years, but this Waratahs team, you know, oh my lord! I've I have to say, it is village, village, and I think that they need to. They need they need to change at the top. Yeah. Rob Penny, I'm really sorry. He's a good coach, but, but not it's the not itself. working. No. And they have talked about Michael Checker, getting Michael Checker back. You need to get him back. An yeah. Aussie coaching Aussies just works. It's like I'm not sure how an Englishman coaching a Kiwi team would work, but a Kiwi coaching the Aussies just doesn't work. And w- Name a time that it has. You know, Robbie Dean's a great coach. Didn't work. No. Um, oh, the centre who's just gone back to Bay of Plenty, coaching at the Waratahs. Name has left name? me. Uh, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Gibson. Yes. Coaching at the Waratahs, Didn't work. No. I'm trying to think of others who have coached over there and the top role. It just does not work. Aussies are... Aussies are fantastic people, but they're different than Kiwis. And I think that's really, really important. And they need, I think, an Aussie coaching. The Aussie team is so important. Well, you can say Dave Rennie. Dave Rennie's another Kiwi. Is, it, is he going to be successful? We're yet to find out. Yeah. So anyway, that so that, that's the Aussies. Um I thought that George Ford made a really good comment on the weekend, mate. Man down, man, man up. And what I mean by that is he's saying that he feels that having not a full quota of players is going to be the norm. And you need to get used to playing with two men off the pitch and playing against teams with two men. Yeah. But there were so many cards, mate, on the weekend from the Premiership. I think they set a new record. I, I couldn't tell how many, but we're talking... More than
1: everywhere though there were still cards in the um the New Zealand games as
2: well, yeah, just so many going around um it's unbelievable. What else caught your eye, mate
1: so um, what caught my eye in the blues match that the blues don't have a 9, nine ten or twelve no, nothing
2: they don't do have got that, yeah.
1: You know, they've got a um, a reasonable 15 at the moment. He's doing a good job. He's, Peter not, Fittum, yeah, he's, but he's player, not He's yeah. not sort of lighting it up. No. Uh, then you've got uh, Caleb Clark and Mark Talia. And Rico. And Rico at 13. So but you've got to
2: get the ball there to them, don't you? And at the moment, Harry Plummer, you know, Harry Plummer's not bad player. No, but he's not. But he's not.
1: He's not great. No. And then you've got, you know, no. Autity Black. Great kicker, again, does a good job, but he's not what they need.
2: Yeah, the the disconnect there is he's a shoveler. Yes. Good kicker, shoveler, good kicker into the corners, but he's not going to set up his outsides. No. And then you go to Harry Plummer, who guess what he is? A shoveler. A shoveler. So then you go shovel out to Rico, and Rico can do some amazing things. but
1: Again, he doesn't have enough time or space because they've just shoveled him absolute dross.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And that there was the difference between the two teams, wasn't it? I do think the Chiefs suffer from a very similar problem. Yeah, agreed. Apart from that, they do have nine. Yeah. We're gonna, that's one of the listeners' questions. Right. So we are going to go over that. But what caught my eye, mate? Oh, I haven't finished yet. Oh, no, hey, you hey, go. No, 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 sorry. I, no, 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 no you go. We'll, we'll cover the Chiefs-Blues game.
1: Um, but, DMACC, oh, what yeah. a defender. You know, we've put here every time, small boy, big heart. And big balls.
2: (laughs) Yeah. He's got some kahuna burgers on him, eh?
1: Wow. He puts his body into some places that a person that size shouldn't. He's brave. He's uh, very, very brave.
2: He is is a small guy. But he's not just a a brave uh, guy who who
1: tries hard and doesn't work. He's brave and it works. You know, that beeline where you're going to the corner flag, the ice call, and... He he takes them out every time.
2: Yeah, he is incredible. He, he's he, arguably is he one of the most underrated because every time he's played for the ABs, he's yeah. done a great job. Yes, he is short, he and is. I think they've worried about the the bombs and and him, you know, getting out jumped. But other than being out jumped, he's an incredible player.
1: I still think he's got a good jump on him, though.
2: Yeah, so do I. Good
1: kicker as well.
2: Very good kicker. And we all need. You know, if, if it's not uh, Richie Malunga's day and it's not Geordie uh, and Bowden Barrett's day yeah. then it needs to be someone else Yeah. so yeah he's absolutely fantastic mate so you you, know. you've also put down here something about the ref
1: So about like how ref <coughs> gave the option of a goal line dropout
2: or try oh yeah he turned didn't he he turned to the players and said goal line dropout do we agree <laughs> and they went yeah yeah we didn't get it down yeah,
1: exactly, and I think it was um, it was Kane, Kane, wasn't it? Yeah, Kane. So, just so a- he's gone. Look, I'm kept in the captain's review, but I think it's been held up. Do you think it's a try? No. no.
2: Yeah, I, I I just liked Harry managed that situation, I like the and question. I think possibly. As a, you know, it's, that's getting quite close to what we would like them to do. But that's the good
1: communication between ref and players. Yeah, Not so just right. It's held up, goal line dropout. So just to just, just to clarify,
2: what happened was the Canes were going for a try. They got held no,
1: up. No, Chiefs were going for
2: a try. Sorry, sorry. Chiefs were going for yeah. a try. They got held up. The referee quite obviously didn't really know. So he said... Well, I can't see the ball down, so I'm going to say held up. Do we all agree? And he looked at Sam Kane. Who had the ball at the time. time, And Sam went, yeah, I agree. Basically saying, I didn't get the ball down. No. And that was just fantastic because potentially he could have then gone, well, well, you know, let's look upstairs and, and waste time to find out that it was held up. When he just turned to the player and said, did you get it down? No, didn't get it down. Right, let's move on and that's what we want we want the referees to make the decision and then only if they've made Howler the players will pull them up on it yeah Uh, in the Hurricanes Highlanders game would it be fair to say that Geordie Barrett 30 points on paper anyone's looking at that and saying wow yeah all black
1: did he score two or three tries I think it was two tries I mean they weren't he didn't have to do that much,
2: but do you think he's the front runner now for fifteen yes. in All Blacks?
1: Especially because he can kick as well. Just and he can kick long. He kicked some long penalties.
2: Yeah, I know, but just like 50 doesn't, plus, just doesn't sit with me. You? Neither. No, neither.
1: <laughs> Don't I do? He's think, a good guy, though.
2: I think Geordie Barrett has been phenomenal Super Rugby player this year.
1: I think he's a very good Super Rugby player. But is he a he very good All Black? M- he
2: makes too many mistakes for the All Blacks. That's the problem. Yeah. He has too many brain farts.
1: But they're going to keep picking him because he they can are. kick.
2: They are. And boy, he can kick. Uh, yep. And, you know, he, he's playing really well. I would pick D mac over him. Yes, uh, so would um, yeah. Every day of the week. But, you know, we're not in that position. I thought <clears> that <throat> Lamarpe in this game had some real key moments and has matured like has a he, fine Has red he clicked? One. Don't think he's clicking, but I do think that he's getting to the point now where you have to say, you've got to give him a, a, a extended run in that All Blacks twelve shirt because I mean, those, he's no longer just a crasher and a basher. No, he's got a kicking game, he's got a passing game. I mean, that pass that he did, oh, both passes awesome. that, that lead to either the breaks or the tries, yeah. were exceptional. Yeah, I agree, Maranoesque.
1: Yes, I was just about to say that.
2: So I think you've got a you've got a persevere with him and rather than just giving him one or two say listen you've got the next 10 games in the 12th shirt you're going to play with Rico we're going to build you guys and maybe we build someone else that can fill in a little bit come on at halftime or whatever but it yeah, was very very good I just thought that people would say Jordy Barrett's the player of the day he scored I, 30 yeah I'm going to say I thought Shannon Frazel so, was he- unbelievable I know he dropped the ball over the line but I thought he, was he should unbelievable. have scored that
1: he tried to slam it down instead of just putting it down It's a coach yeah guy.
2: and and actually the Highlanders I I actually the I knew the score before we watched the game yeah. because the, damn it you know that happens like over here it was obviously very early in the morning and I got it through on the phone that it was Aaron Smith's 100th game 100 and no hundred and hundred and something he's, he's a top top yeah. now top Highlander ever um yeah, so I found out, the, but I thought, oh, the Highlanders haven't done very well. I thought the Highlanders are pretty good. The, the The Hurricanes got their first win, and fair play to them that they were good as well. So it was a really interesting weekend of rugby. I agree. Started off well with the Frenchies um, losing there. I was quite pleased to see Wales win. I think Wales probably arguably deserved it coming. Their story was a bit better yeah. than the French story. They lost two. Uh, obviously, with the the Welsh, they haven't had a great year beforehand no. or season beforehand. So, so it was really good. Mate, we're off to the listeners' questions. We are. Willow.
1: Willow. Willow Tree.
2: Willow. From uh, London. From London. Hi, Toby and Damo. Using the spelling because I'm confused on how to actually spell your name. She's gone safe. Is it a she? I'm guessing so. Are you? I'm guessing so.
1: <laughs> Willow, Willow, can you please reveal yourself?
2: <laughs> I'm guessing it's a but she.
1: Do you know what? I'm glad that they've used my name before yours.
2: I think that was on purpose. Um, and I'm just glad that like she's it. gone safety there with S- Damo.
1: Stop saying she, because it might not be a she.
2: If it's not a she, i am be surprised. Just say they. They. Uh, I'm a member. I'm a massive fan, Chiefs fan, and I'm... So relieved that they have finally got a win. Yeah, but agree. watching the game, it seemed uh, to me that d is carrying the team. I'm making an absolute meal out of this. I do apologise, yeah. Willow. Uh, in defence and attack, uh, Trusk and the various centre combos don't seem to be adding much impact. What do the, you guys think Chiefs need to do to become, become more dynamic? I've absolutely murdered it. Um, another bad review coming up <laughs> <laughs> no but so it's about Super Rugby it's about Super, super Rugby, rugby. <laughs> we've even got that bad now um, the the Chiefs for me you've hit the nail on top of the head yeah. they don't have a 10 12 and 13 they have a, their pack stood up to the Blues
1: yeah which
2: is is not is an easy task no
1: that's right
2: they obviously won and, and we did pick them to do better this year so it's not a surprise to us it is a surprise they bet the Blues yes I agree they've got a very good back three they've got a very good they always have had exciting yeah, have. back three yeah. players you know having Sean Stevenson on the bench I know that's ridiculous you said he was going to be an All Black no, I, I honestly thought you know, I think he's got some massive talent
1: he's still quite young though isn't he
2: he is. Anton Leonard Brown is a little bit of an issue. If you're going to have Anton Leonard Brown, you've got to have a very big, very strong, very powerful 12, and they don't have that at the moment.
1: Nankinville came on, yeah. didn't he, towards the end and did spark a little bit, though.
2: Yes, and on this particular game, they had, uh, then his name is eluding me at the moment, the young fella, and he played great. He made lots of breaks. What's his name? It's going to elude me now. But anyway, they've got a young 12. Now, what I would say to you, Willow, is this. Yes. He is a player for the future. Quin- Quinton. T-
1: Quinton. to
2: Tapaya. Quinton Tapaya is a heck of a player. Yeah. The, as the season goes on, we're going to see him and Alex Nankerville really starting to take, I think, the Chiefs forward. They just need a 10. So where they need to Develop or, or get players in is at 10. There has been what you'll find is in the second half, Damien McKenzie will come into 10, that solves their problem. Second half, and then they put um uh tier yeah, tier at the back, yeah, Chase Chase tier tier, and and all of a sudden the Chiefs become more dangerous. So Quinton Tapiah still a long way to go, still made a few mistakes, few errors, but. He's good, showing good now good defensively to be good fair, defense, and he made lots of line breaks, and we're going to see this more and more. So, yeah. well, uh, my prediction is that the Chiefs will come good. They could make top two and be in the final. I don't think they will, it's huge. but I'm thinking they're going to come good. They just need to invest in it, in a better team, and maybe the Anton Leonard Brown thing is an issue because like Anton plays in a certain way. And actually, that's kind of a cross-fieldy. Really, was It's gonna say, not actually. that's not really fitting in at the
1: moment. No,
2: it's not direct. You're right. No, and he's and uh, Quentin Tupai is a small twelve, and it, I think with someone like Anthony Brown, you need a big twelve, but big yeah. ball carrier. Little break, and then then he then he can do what he does really well. Yeah. So I I always think Anthony Brown's a good player off the bench because he changes the way that the team plays. So there you go. Well, I think they'll come good. I definitely think they'll come good. Uh, do you want to go for this the second one times because it's a real quick one
1: if you took the top teams from the current comps um i can't include top 14 okay um and set up a tournament with crusaders brumbies exeter chiefs and leinster and make it a round robin style tournament who comes out on top
2: so that's from Die
1: Yeah, so, so Die Perk. No, no, don't, no, 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 well, oh. let, do let, Let's
2: just say what we think. Okay. And then we'll reveal what Die says. Okay. Do you I want me think, to go? Yeah, you go.
1: Okay. I'll go uh, top, would be the Crusaders. Yes. Then I'd go Leinster. Yep. Then I'd go Exeter Chiefs and Brumbies. But I. Maybe the Brumbies could even be second. They're either fourth or second. There's no third for them.
2: You don't see the Crusaders losing. No, I'll go as far as say as this: <clears throat>
1: it depends where it's played. Actually, depends where it's played, it and played in... who referees yes. it. Is it played in England during the middle of winter? Fantastic conditions, or is it New Zealand? Currently, what it's like in New Zealand?
2: If it's a fast track with a good referee that lets the game flow. flow. I'd say Crusaders. Are we
1: making excuses here, though? No. Are we making excuses with no, New Zealand tight, teams? I think it's tight, I think it's tight. New Zealand can only win when they've got a good referee, because we say it a lot.
2: No, it's not about having a good referee. I think it's about having a referee that allows the game to flow. New Zealand teams rely yeah, but, on momentum more than, more than the English teams, because the English teams or the European teams, bigger set of forwards... They, they like the arrest, they like to crash it up they but they get heavily fatigued when the game goes on and on and on. New Zealand teams smaller, faster, better skill set, so therefore it suits them. The problem is there's quite a big big you know there's not a big crossover, so you've got Exeter and Leinster who are more four dominated than the Crusaders or the Brumbies. So I do think the Brumbies could beat either Exeter or Chiefs, but I think they're not going to... So I'm going to say, I think the Crusaders will win. I think Exeter are better than Leinster. And I think that Leinster, if if it was played in Australia, I think the Brumbies would beat Leinster. If it's played in um, in England, I still think Crusaders would win, but I'd swap it around and say that Brumbies come last. My question to you it's how young is too young to play super rugby and international rugby? We've got Rico, George North, Johnny Wilkinson, Michael Hooper, Pocock. They were all very, very young when they started. So there's a precedence there to say that, you know, no, if they're good enough, they're good enough.
1: I agree, but they've also got to be mature enough body wise to play. Otherwise, they'll just get absolutely murdered. You know, 16 or let's say a 15 or 16 year old playing
2: against Moody yeah okay but I'll, I'm going to go and say let's just say or that Frizzell. all of those guys were 18 years of age roughly fine. so yeah. I disagree
1: you think it's too young
2: I think it's too young now
1: so Jonah was too young to play for the All Blacks
2: look look, look at what ended up he had health health conditions yeah but I, that wasn't because he was playing and I, do, I do genuinely think he was too young to Play. But he wasn't that good when he played no, he they wasn't. just rushed right. him in yep yeah. Rico, Rico had a good first season, and yeah. then he's 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 drifted off, right? George North, came on the scene. and did, now look yeah. at him; he's playing at thirteen because he can't play on the wing anymore. He's had so many concussions, not good. Michael Hooper, he's a, he's the Aussie captain, and he's playing overseas. He's not even playing in Australia anymore. Yeah, but that
1: doesn't mean he was too Pocock young. Pocock retires. That doesn't mean he was too Retires
2: young when he's still playing excellent rugby for Australia you know Australia's best loose forward and he's retired he retired so my point is that what this. about George Smith
1: he was good
2: he was very good yes. but you know I don't, how old was he when he started I don't know no no but I'm just saying best loose forward no no what I mean is Pocock when he when he retired was yeah. Australian's yep, best sorry. loose forward so he retired basically what I'm trying to say is the peak of his powers yeah. when he could have gone yeah. on I just think if you give him to him too early Give them that international cap.
1: Do you reckon they get a big head?
2: I don't think they get a big head. They just get bored. You know, you've done something since you're 18. Yeah. You know, there's only a fine-out amount of time before you then start thinking there's got to be more to life.
1: I just or, think... Or they're going to go and search the money earlier.
2: Yeah, maybe. I'd say 20, mate. you say 20. 20, I think, is a... I think that you'd almost have a cap saying no player can play... International rugby of 20. until twenty, but, especially but you're, now with you're all okay the with saying
1: Super rugby, I think. Super rugby 20.
2: again. I I wouldn't. If I I would, I'd give them. I'd I'd say, listen, go to university, get an education. Because I tell you what, when you finish rugby, you need a job. Yeah, and not all of these not all of these players can have big television deals and no, you right. know coaching contracts and so what do they do? They they don't go to uni because mm. they they you know have to choose to play professional rugby. And then what's left? I mean
1: they still could do uni part time I'm sure.
2: But I know from firsthand, this is back when I was playing. Uh, I went to to teachers call with Aaron Major and I was up against um uh, all black hooker, absolute legend. Um, not Molyaina. I can't remember. Molyaina was a fullback. no, back. no fullback. <laughs> um, anyway, he was in Auckland. We were in we were in Canterbury. And both those guys left. Kevin uh, Mealamu. Kevin Mealamu. No. Both those guys left because basically they were asked. Yeah, you got to sign, and you basically you've got to go. So, I luckily both of them were of a really good standard yeah. that when they finish their career, they can go and pick what they want to do you know, for the rest of their lives. They can do TV or they can do coaching or whatever, but not everyone's as lucky as that. No. So.
1: Right, my question to you. Why aren't England the superpower of world rugby?
2: Because they are English. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> what I mean by that is... You're right. You You know, they have a lot of
1: money and a huge pool of players to pick from. So why are they not, you know, you think about the population of England. Is it, you know, 60 to 65 million people? Yeah. And then you've got Wales around four, maybe. You've got Ireland around the same. I, I don't know. Scotland, something similar. I know they're not the best in the world, but... And then you've got New Zealand around five. Why? Why aren't they?
2: You're absolutely right. And I put it down to this. So I've played schoolboy rugby in New Zealand and England. And I was shocked when I come over. I was playing for a rugby school in England. And we were playing friendlies week in, week out. So it was called a friendly. You know, there's that, that, that something wrong with that. Yeah. In New Zealand, the way it was set up was very simple. You played for your school in the local competition. You got graded, so you were put in the right competition for your ability. Yeah, and then you played every week for points for the competition. You played obviously you, some of your college games where there's a lot of history there, but every game was important. And then I came across. I oh, so so you lost a game on a Saturday, and you'd be dirty about it. Yeah, you you'd would. be dirty about it for the next week until probably about Thursday. And then you start thinking, well, I've got to get on with the next game. There was no music in the changing rooms. So, like, when you lost, it was like funeral. (laughs) It's funeral, eh? You know, everyone's disappointed. There's not a lot of beers in the clubhouse afterwards. It's just, it's solemn. I go to England, and it was bizarre. So I go, I go to England. I'm playing for a rugby school. We go and play someone. We lose, and the boys in the changing rooms afterwards are listening. Yeah, like what? What has happened? It's like we're having a party in here. We've just lost the game, lads. Yeah. It doesn't mean as much as my point. In New Zealand, in Wales, in these other countries, it means so much to put on the jersey. It means so much, and that that resonates through everything that happens. Whereas, I don't know what it is, but in England, in my experience, the changing rooms are very similar whether you win or lose. Yeah. And there lies the problems. I think they could be the superpower that they should be, but I think the school system is really poor. I think kids still get selected on on who they know, not what how good they are. You know, I've been to trials to watch kids... And I've been like, wow, he's amazing. He scored four or five tries in the trial. And then that kid doesn't get picked. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So the whole setup is set up to fail rather than set up to, to succeed. And they sometimes succeed through dumb luck. And that, that's that's the reason why. So, mate, we've got one more question. Di, we're going to cover your one. Uh, you had another really good question. Uh, it was a fantastic question. But we've got the last one to finish off the show, which is uh, it's a fantastic question from Stephen Johnson, which is, hi, Toby and Damien. Spelt spelled wrong again. My name it? first. That's Your fine. name first. And he spelled it wrong on purpose, I'm sure. In uh, this year's Six Nations With the exception of Italy and England's two big defeats, all the games were won within a margin of one try. Showing that all the teams are really evenly matched. And he's absolutely right. Who would your Lions match day 23 be? That is a heck of a question. Yeah. So we're going to go through position by position who we think would make the... Match day 23. So,
1: so what we need four
2: props. Well, yeah, that, that's the tough. I, I, we do need four props because they're going to yeah. replace the, the whole front row, don't they? Yeah, okay. So, should we go through? I think Ellen, so Wynn Jones, I think Tide Furlong, yeah. Kyle Sinclair, and Xander Fagerson. Yeah. for me, now I've missed out there, Marco. I think he's had his day. I agree, and Kyle Sinclair. Um, I think he will definitely make it
1: yeah I don't think Joe he... Marla
2: Joe Marla will make it as well Joe Marla will make it okay 100% 100% hookers we're going to need two hookers we are Ken Owens definitely Ken definitely Owens. yeah
1: sorry yeah so then um,
2: in reality I th- I think it's down to Jamie George or, I think it'll be or... Jamie
1: George won't
2: it. see I really like Lou uh, Cowan Dickey right really like him but he's small and I think Against South Africa, you you can't be carrying a lot of small players. And this is what's going to happen we get to But the he's skillful, though. Very skillful. I'm actually and going he's to throw it out. off the bench. I'm going to say he's Cowan go. Dickey off yeah, the bench. Yeah, I agree. So, Ken Owens and then Cowan Dickey off the bench. Yeah. Second row. I think you've got to go Alowin Jones. Captain, 100%. Yeah. And then you've got to go... You've got to go Atouji. Only because... It's a Toje, and I do think he's up for the fight. But then you've
1: got Johnny Gray, who is a big guy.
2: No, I wouldn't go anywhere near the Gray brothers.
1: You wouldn't? No. But their their size and South Africa have got a lot of size.
2: People are talking about Ian Henderson and Tide, uh, the Irish second row. Very, very good player, but... I think you've just got to go those two, and I, and I don't think you can have some one off the bench, because you're going to need a back row off the bench.
1: No, I think I think you just pick another. Uh, no, you got
2: to. Yeah, tough, eh? Tough. Mm. What about loose forwards?
1: Oh, uh, you've got to have Curry.
2: Got to have Curry, mate. Tom
1: Curry, good, very good player. And I think at the moment you've got to have Falatau as well.
2: I think you do. You've got to have Falatao, yeah? Yeah. Um, I think you've got to have Josh Navidi. Honestly, the guy's been an absolute... Um, what about Hamish Watson? I know. Hamish Watson yeah. and Richie, uh, Jamie Ritchie have been yeah. unbelievable. But you've got to have Tiverick as well. You've got to have Tiverick. <laughs> it's like so difficult. <laughs> That's a tough one. I just think you've, you've, you've got to fight fire with fire with South Africa. And... You, I mean, let's be honest. Hamish you're Watson not, not has been with, amazing.
1: You're not going with Billy?
2: No, absolutely no, no, not. No. Absolutely not. I'm going to go with Sam Simmons as, as off the bench. Sam Simmons is rapid. Can he be picked? Yes.
1: Even though he hasn't yes. played internationally? Yeah.
2: So Josh Navidi, Navidi, Justin Tipperick, uh Tom Curry. Yeah. Those are my guys. And Dalitau. Yeah. And I'm going to bang in there, Sam Simmons. Okay, like it. And I'm sure that Tipperick oh, can, can – the problem is is, is is who's going to play second row if one of those gets injured? That's your problem. Yes. So you almost I mean, like Courtney Laws could play second row and – Yeah,
1: so the scrum.
2: Oh, oh, that's tough, eh? It's tough. It's tough. But anyway, we, we're kind of
1: – yeah, okay. Back. No, nine. Who's going to play nine?
2: Listen, I think this is a really good one. I think Gareth Davis is going to play – but I reckon they'll pick Danny Kerr off the bench.
1: <laughs> what about Conor Murray? Nah. Honestly,
2: I think, I think Conor Connor Murray, Connor Murray will go. I think Danny Kerr will be off the bench.
1: I think Conor Murray will start.
2: You think Conor Murray will start? Yeah. Do you think Danny Kerr off the bench? No. Honestly, mate. Danny Kerr off the bench. Let's start a movement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't, I'm not on that. Ten. Who's playing ten?
2: Who's playing ten for you?
1: Fin Russell,
2: Marcus. Smith. No, um, Marcus. No. I don't think they'll pick Finn Russell. No. I think they'll. I think he'll pick. I dang, damn it! I think he'll pick Farrell at ten. But I'm gonna say Dan bigger for me ticks the Farrell yeah, boxes, very but true. isn't Good Owen Farrell. Kick, yeah. And I think and that they'll go Fin nice Russell. Guy.
1: You think Finn Russell off the bench? <laughs> I think Finn Russell yeah. off the bench. Okay. No, Johnny Sexton. No. Okay.
2: I think his day. I think you'll go on the trip.
1: Yeah, I agree. But I, I 12. Who's playing 12 for you?
2: Well, you got Tuolangi. If he's fit, we'll play 12. Yeah. But it, let's say he's not fit because he, he isn't Bondiaki. fit. Bondiaki. Bondiaki, yeah. And I think that Robin, Robbie Henshaw is in there. But I think at 13, you've got to have Jonathan Davis. Yeah, I agree. Got to have Jonathan Davis. Yeah. Coming back into it. Wingers, mate. Are you going to pick Louis or Lewis? Well, I'm just going to start with Stuart Hogg, 100% at oh, the back. Fallback, yeah. At the back, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. And then I've you've got to pick zamet, You've got to yeah. pick Zamet, And then I think you've got to pick Anthony Watson, don't you?
1: Yes. Yes, sorry, yeah.
2: People are talking yeah. about Van der Merver. He'll go on the trip. People are talking about Liam Williams, good player. He'll go on the trip. He'll go on the trip.
1: What about Elliot Daly? What about Johnny May?
2: I like Johnny May, great player, but no. Nah. Josh Adams. I just think that those guys are just head and shoulders above. Zamet, Watson, You've got
1: Sean Sh- um, Maitland highlighted there.
2: He's someone who people will talk about. I think you're right. We shouldn't have gone through all that. No. That, that was a village from me. It was. Yeah. That was going to take ages, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I've let you down again.
1: Again. Right, is that it?
2: That's it. I don't know whether that's 23. No, but we've but gone through we have gone think through, yeah, who we think. I just think start. that the surprise ones will be Danny Kier. Honestly, I've been watching Danny Keir. He has never played better rugby. And I also would say, before he got chopped from England, I'm like, he was the most dangerous player off the yeah. bench. You know, why do they chop him? I, I, they still haven't replaced him. No. So The
1: person starting is... Not even that good.
2: He ripped the ball off uh, Earl's on the weekends. A big, big forward. He ripped him off and scored a try. Just uh-huh. ripped it off him like candy from a baby. Like candy. Perry Whippy likes candy as well. That's why he's too diabetic. <laughs> <coughs> Rumour started here.
1: <laughs> he's going to come for you. You're not coming for you. He's coming for you.
2: All right, mate. That's, uh, yeah. that's the end of the show. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. This is early in the morning. Can you tell? (laughs) Very early in the morning. Yep. Anyway, um, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Definitely. If you'd like to get hold of us, please check the description below. And um, I don't always reply to the emails, but we do read the emails. Die will be answering your question next week, that's for sure. Uh, But until next time, it's always a pleasure. See you later.